E-S-N-Y. New Look, tech. It showed, it showed up in the corner. Oh man, that just start right away too. That's insane. Oh boy, I love Zoom. We are moving on up in the world. No more Skype. That was so like 2011. Yeah, I feel so professional right now. I'm still kind of nervous after last week. Uh, I'm going to assume that this is actually recording because I don't know anything about computers and apologize to our listeners for not putting an episode out last week because you and I spent an hour talking about baseball and then when i listened back couldn't hear anything so that was a bummer i can confirm as well because we checked on my recording too and it basically started cutting out within the first two minutes and it just essentially like it was like one of those skipping cds if you guys know what cds are but you know those skipping tracks and all that stuff and it was very very frustrating to listen to and you couldn't hear half of what we were saying anyway and it was we, a good one. It was a good one. The whole time. Yeah, we did not deviate to anything besides baseball the entire hour. And that was just, oh, it was depleting. All right. Well, this is, this is episode 61, take two of the Bleacher Creatures podcast presented by Elite Sports New York, Crossing Broad, and Warwick Gaming. As always, brought to you by Rivercrest NYC and now Technical Difficulties. Yes. And also, you know, our previous podcast was... Um, was sponsored also by Unbridled Rage. Um, and this one, you know, we are calm, pretty much, but we're also cautiously happy. Cautiously happy. I'll take that. You know what it was? The universe caused these technical difficulties because it was the first time all summer that I did a podcast where I wasn't just yelling constantly, like just angry for the entire hour. And I was like, no, 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 no. We can't. We can't allow that. Does not <laughs> compute. Yeah, James has a voice here, and that's not the voice. Yeah, that was, it was extremely frustrating, but we're here. We're still going to answer the questions that we got last week in um, the mailbag as well, again. Yes, for so the second time, time. Yeah, this time it's like we had time to practice our answers, and it's going to sound like that, and I guess it, we kind of did, because we did it already. Yes, yeah, some very sparkling, spontaneous conversation that we did not have last week at all definitely guaranteed we did not have sparkling conversation about the answers to our questions last week no way no way, no not. way. this but will listen. not at all be a rerun of that almost exactly but listen good news that we started with last week but it just didn't record because you know what oh, wait a minute james remember how we talked about um how mlb was screening our podcast uh-huh you think that's what happened last week maybe I always thought that they'd be more upset that I was yelling at them than that oh, I was no. actually happy that it was back. But I guess no. the owners never really wanted baseball back. So this is true. So yes, um, baseball is coming back uh, July first for spring training part two. I have a question about spring training. Part two, yes. Are spring training games a thing? I've seen nothing I was about under them. The impression that no. No? Okay, well, that is a bummer. I well, wanted some spring training games. I just wanted to see, like, live baseball happening. Is there any way we could get, like, a live feed of Yankee Stadium where they just, like, they mic everybody up? Oh, that would be great. Mic up practice? 
mic them all up and they're all taking batting practice and we just have a live feed of everything. Oh, that's genius. I could certainly get behind that. I think that would be a great idea. But as far as I understand, because really everyone's focusing on the logistics of the actual season and not the preseason per se. What I'm understanding is that the spring training part two is essentially just going to be practice and getting warmed up again and getting ready to go and go right into the season, which is going to start with Max Scherzer versus Garrett Cole. Don't mess this up, guys. What a premium, premium matchup to kick it off. Right. I mean, listen, you... You have had such a hard time this offseason. People are just slamming MLB. They're slamming Rob Manfred for basically just causing a huge, giant mess. So you know what? Game one, they're going to start with a potential World Series matchup. And I think it's incredible. So everyone wear your masks, wash your hands, be as safe as possible, because if we miss this, I'm blaming all of you. Oh, yeah. If, if Florida is the reason that baseball gets canceled again, I'm done with it. I already hate Florida enough. If they get baseball canceled because nobody wants to wear their masks, I mean, I swear, did you watch the video that they just mashed it up with a Parks and Rec town hall meeting? And it was like, it was perfect. It just perfectly coincided. And the entire basis of that show is to show how stupid people are about local government. And then people go to an actual town hall meeting and they're like, you can't mess with God's breathing system. I was like, this is the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. You people are the problem. You're the reason every other country in the world is going back to normal. They have live sports fans in New Zealand. They have people at sports games. And we're here debating whether or not coronavirus exists. What are we doing? Well, let's be real. Florida people don't care about baseball because their baseball teams don't matter. I mean, it's I'm just... Sorry. I'm sorry. It's so, just from a public health standpoint, it's super frustrating, but from a totally selfish standpoint, if they get baseball taken away from me again, I'm done. Florida's done for me. I am going to cut it off like Bugs Bunny in that super famous gift and just let Florida drift out to sea because I'm done with Florida if they take baseball away from me. That honestly isn't a bad idea. And, uh, you know, they're not the only state that has been pretty bad. I mean, Arizona has been terrible. Um, I think in the past month, they've increased on cases like 285%. Yeah, it's quite a bit. Quite a bit. I mean, wow. Okay. Um, so yeah, the baseball's coming back. And obviously, we're very happy that spring training for the Yankees and the Mets, because we have to include them, is going to be in New York City, which is awesome. Good for them. New York City and the state of New York is doing all that they can. And they're doing a pretty good job. Absolutely. Um, so I'm very happy that it's not going to be Florida. Um, and remember, initially, they were talking about doing the season in only Arizona and Florida. Yeah, yeah. How is that working out right now? The two centers of the spring training world. They were like, you know what? What if we just have the entire season in the two spring training facilities? And both states were like, no, fuck you. I'm not wearing my mask. I mean, it's not that hard. I got a mask right here. I just put it over my face. Yeah, look. this is all it takes i'm sorry i thought you were gonna wear that like without pulling it over your eyes and i'm like james no no i I know how to wear a mask i know how to wear a mask and this is how we get baseball back yours says yankees on it that's nice it does isn't it nice my mom made it 
That's fantastic. I mean, this is not a very difficult thing for me to do. I just put it over my face. And yeah, sometimes when I'm outside, maybe it gets a little hot, but it's a very, very minimal price to pay to be able to go grocery shopping without getting harassed by people for not wearing a mask and having to throw all my things out of the grocery cart in some angry Karen rage because I can't mess with God's breathing system. Get the fuck out of here. And she was a young Karen too, wasn't she? She kind of looked young. Yeah, no, she was a Karen prodigy. Ah, okay. All right. So she's learning. She's learning. But yeah, no, that was, that's just embarrassing. I mean, Florida, get your shit together. Oops. I'm sorry. Um, no, no, no. Let it rip. Let it rip, no, Allison. No, 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 no. No, no, no. I promised my parents I wouldn't. So um, last week I said a, a public apology to my parents and I told them yesterday, I was like, just so you know, last week during the podcast, I, I gave an apology to you guys because you didn't raise me that way. I don't swear like that. I will use the word fricking, whatever. Um, and my okay, dad in, goes- In that case, I want to apologize to your parents as well. I'm not going to stop my conduct. I just- from this point until the all future times, I just want to apologize from being from the general New York City area because this is just, I mean, this is impossible to not do. I can't not curse. It's just, Listen, I get it's just it. what it is. It's okay. It's okay. You can curse all you want. I just have to be extra careful because, Fantastic. but anyway, so I, I gave it up. My dad was like, I didn't hear it. And I go, well, yeah, because the episode didn't record. And I was like, <laughs> but I said it. And he goes, doesn't count, doesn't count. So I remember it. I remember it. I think I gave you a hard time about it last week too, while you were doing it. And I was like, no, 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 just let it rip. This is, this was yeah. great. When we were yelling about baseball, we just flew off the cuff. Yeah, we went, we went very crazy. And honestly, one of my favorite episodes to record, just because we just kind of like took one sentence and just rolled with it all the way to MLB is going to suspend our podcast. I mean, it was great. Yeah, that was definitely one of my favorite too, the Unbridled Rage one. Uh, I think I'm going to have to clip that mask bit just to prove to the whole world that I have hair. I do have hair. I know I wear a hat literally everywhere. Every time I leave the house, I'm always wearing a hat. Just to prove to everyone, yes, I do have hair. I did take my hat off very briefly. It is what it is. There you go. James has hair. Confirmed. But... (laughs) But yes, baseball season. So we were talking about that too. Obviously, super excited. But you know what? Honestly, trying to focus on the positives right now because I, I had my negative Nancy moment um a couple weeks ago. But, you know, one of the big things that kind of is upsetting me a little bit. Obviously, the, the schedules came out and they're very different than what was initially proposed for this season. There are going to be no games regular season against the Houston Astros. Bad face. Bummer. Bummer. So obviously we'd love to see them in the regular season because I think it'd be hilarious. By the way, also have another TikTok in mind for for the Astros. I need an Astros jersey. Um, I'm going to make fun of them. I have to warn people. I am going to make fun of them. That's a pretty tall ass. I don't think any Astros fans listen to them. Yeah. But anyway, I, I hope I no Astros, Astros fans listen to this. If we don't have death threats in our DMs, I can guarantee that no Astros fans are listening because we have not been kind to them. Oh, no, not in the least. Um, 
but yes, so it just kind of missing out on the fact that the Yankees don't get to face them in the regular season, but postseason, yeah, could be a thing. Hopefully. I mean, in the postseason, we're not really going to get the could opportunity to, to go after them, but. Well, I just saw today, right, in the new rules, obviously, we'll talk about the second base extra innings crap um, going on. But I did see in the new rules, no spitting or brawling. I'm out. Yeah, well, brawling was already against the rules. I mean. I don't care, I'm out. Yeah, I guess now you're going to actually get, like, suspended, suspended. Like, there's no, I don't know, but, like, he started it, but this person did worse. Like, no, if you brawl now, you get suspended. But let's not pretend that that's going to stop anything. Somebody's still going to go after somebody this year. And I guarantee you, if Yasiel Puig finds a team, it's going to be him. You tell me that Yaziel Puig cares enough about coronavirus to not go get a pitcher who just hit him. Yaziel Puig versus what What was the, the Reds pitcher? Amir Garrett. Amir Garrett. No, no, no. Um, they were on the same team. It was with when Puig was with the Reds. Yeah, uh, Amir Garrett went to get someone on the Pirates. Right. But now that Puig is a free agent, maybe they just want to fight for this show. I wouldn't hate that. I mean, Amir Garrett and Yasiel Puig throwing down, that's like, that's a UFC title card right there. Yeah, sorry, Carlos Correa. That's what real fighting looks like. By uh, the way, he's creeping me out too. I'm just going to tell you that. Who, Correa? On Instagram. He, yeah, he like posted a video and it's just, he looks creepy. I, he looks creepy. I don't know what else to say. He, I mean, he's just kind of a weird guy. It's just the whole boxing thing. Like, I kind of want to know what it's like to get knocked out. Like, that was a really weird thing to say, Carlos. Hey, if he wants to know what it, um, what it feels like to get knocked out, I have, you know, 500 Major League Baseball players that would love to show you what that's like. Yeah, I got 25 who would really love that opportunity. Right in my backyard. Um, but like the, uh, the other negative, I was thinking about this too, the other day, which is a positive for you, James, um, obviously no West coast games. So no late game starts. Everything's going to be at seven Oh five, which is great for James because he typically does the, um, uh, post games. Yeah. Yeah. Typically does the West coast games and the post games for that. Um, so basically one of the other things is that there's no yes after dark anymore. That's, I mean, it's a small price to pay if I get to go to bed before seven o'clock. So much fun. I, I don't, I don't want the late start. So I will, I will give up yes after dark if it means I get to go to bed before 12. Fine, fine. I'm just sad because David Cohn and Ken Singleton are always up for us after dark and it's great. Oh yeah. Well, I'll listen to David Cohn do anything. He's, he's just fantastic. He's got like that sage wisdom of somebody who, who played the game the old school way and then really embraced the analytics and like learned a lot about them and wants to continue learning about them. So he's got this like perfect mold of old school baseball knowledge and new school numbers and how they actually meet. Uh, so everybody always says like sabermetrics and old school are so diametrically opposed. Well, that's just not the case. The sabermetrics just explain what about the old school ways worked and what didn't. 
and I, I always hate this. I, I'm going to, I'm going to have to talk to Max again after this. Cause every time I think about sabermetrics and analytics, I want to talk to Max, but I mean, I just, <laughs> I want to know why anybody would complain about analytics and be like, I wish my team played small ball when all the numbers say, if you play small ball, your team's going to lose more games. Like, why would you go so hard for small ball? If your team's going to lose more games, I would rather my team win. If it means they're only going to walk home and strike out. I mean, that's it. That is what it is, but I'm here for a parade. We want that parade. Let's go. The parade goes right past my office too. I'm going to be, I'm going to be there, but perfect. Last negative. Last negative. The extra innings rule. Starting with a runner on second base. Are we I'm, in little league softball or travel softball? No, we are not. We shouldn't have to do this. I mean, I hate it. I hate it so much. It's just like uh, somebody, I think it was, I think I was listening to talking Yanks today, or maybe it was talking baseball or starting nine or whatever baseball podcast it was. There are like only like 10% of the games go into extras and only 2% actually make it past the 12th inning. And it's just like, it's not a whole lot to just start extra innings this way. I would rather, like, I'd rather do that in the 12th inning where, all right, like we're getting to a point where we got to start getting people off the field because we're worried about spreading coronavirus and we didn't do any actual harm to the game. So let's try this man on second thing in the 12th inning. But it's just, I just, I hate it because like we said last week, when the whole episode got recorded, every single Every single situation is going to go the same way. You're going to put your fastest guy pinch running on second base. You're going to bunt him over to third. They're going to walk you to set up the double play. And then it's just, are you going to get a sack fly? Or are you going to get struck out? Or are you going to hit into a double play? That's it. There's no like other options. You're either going to score the run from third with a sacrifice or better. Or you're going to roll up a double play or get strike out. It's just get struck out. It's just, it's so dumb. <laughs> I mean, when we, when we played that in softball, that's exactly how we played it. But it was always the runner on second was the last out, the last batted out um, was the person on second. So can you imagine having Gary Sanchez on second, <laughs> you know, with the game on the line? Like, say it's, you know, say the Yankees are at home and the other team scores their run in the top of the top of the 10th. Going into the bottom of the 10th, you got, Gary Sanchez on second base like honestly no one's gonna be able to bunt him over let's be real unless it's a perfect perfect bunt. no and then you gotta you gotta pinch run Tyler Wade for him and then even if you do only score that run now you're going further into extra innings and you have to have Kyle Higashioka in the lineup instead of Gary Sanchez talking about Kyle Higashioka who maybe maybe he can throw down a bunt possibly or get a ground ball or Gary Sanchez who could just end this fucking game right now with one swing Hey, listen, lots of different issues here. Lots of different issues, but it's definitely a negative. Uh, yeah, whatever. That's stupid. We're trying to be positive. We're trying to be positive because oh. baseball's back and I'm trying to turn over a new positive leaf, even though that's not what I did earlier when I yelled at Florida. I'm trying. Do as I do. Don't do as I... No, do as I say. Don't do as I do. Uh, Universal DH. Thank Love it. God. Love it. Thank God. And the reasoning to put it in was so stupid. They're like, oh, yeah, well, we just want to, you know, put this position here. It'll be better for the pitchers. We don't have to worry about, you know, players getting sick or whatever. Like, what, a, what is that excuse? Mm -hmm. Right. I mean, 
I saw earlier today, uh, Joel Sherman tweeted, uh, they were basically talking to the Mets about this whole universal DH thing. And Brody said that he imagines the DH being, he imagines the DH on the Mets being moved around, not just one player, as a way to get bats in the lineup and keep players fresh. He added, quote, we think our lineup could be as deep as anyone in baseball, unquote. Well, this that's, is a revelation. that part's not true. They're definitely not as deep as anybody in baseball. Who but. thought about this? It's like we've had the DH for so many years and no teams thought about that? Ridiculous. Oh, we've been using the DH to be like, hey, let's get Aaron Judge just like half a day off. Like we'll exactly. just put someone else in right field, just take a little bit of stress off his feet. But we don't want to lose those bombs. And You do realize that was sarcasm, right? Yeah, no, I know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, it's, it's a good way to keep players fresh and really kind of have them be able to take a half day off. Or, you know, if they're in a slump, focus on their hitting. If they're not fielding well, <clears throat> Clint Frazier, you know, giving them the opportunity to keep oh, that Clint. Oh, Clint. I just, uh, every time we bring up Clint, I feel so bad. Because when we go back, when we were starting the season, it was like, look at Aaron Hicks is hurt. John Carlos Stanton's hurt. Aaron Judge is hurt. This could be Clint's one chance to really get like a good run out there. Like he can, he's going to get a lot of at-bats. He's going to be playing the field. Like, let's see what Clint Frazier can finally do. And then a global pandemic hits. And now he's probably, I would be shocked if he's, like when the roster gets cut down to 26, there's no chance he's on it. I would honestly be kind of surprised if he's on the 30-man roster. Because you know how right. the Yankees do. They'll always want the extra arms more than the extra bats. Yeah. And just, even if he is, he's not going to play. Oh, poor Clint. Yeah. I mean, honestly, that's, that's how they've done it in the past. They've always had extra arms. Um, so, yeah. But honestly, yes, uh, Brody, that is how the DH works. Okay, no one signs anyone anymore to be just a DH. If they do, the last person was what? David Ortiz? Or, hmm, I don't know. But to be completely honest, that you sign someone with a good bat who is still a good fielder so that they can get out in the field. And if you think you have the deepest lineup in baseball, there's another team in New York that really, really thinks otherwise. Yeah, let's, let's not play around here, Mets. You do not have anything close to the deepest lineup in baseball. Just, you got a few good hitters. It's cute. You know, you got yeah, you got some young guys, Jeff McNeil, Michael Conforto, Pete Alonzo. They're fun. They're fun. But, I mean, <laughs> the deepest in baseball, one of the deepest, you think you can compete with anybody? I don't know about that. Questionable. Questionable. You know what? The, the little brothers think they can play with the, with the big boys right now. And you know what? They probably. They probably can. 60-game season, you know, might be a good opportunity for them, but, oh, honey, no. It's cute. It goes back to last week when there was this huge debate about whether Aaron Judge or Pete Alonzo was the face of baseball. And it's like, listen, Pete Alonzo's a cute kid. He seems nice. He really hits those home run balls, but he ain't Aaron Judge. That's true. See, Pete Alonzo is a polar bear. Aaron Judge is a grizzly bear. That's what I'm going to say from now on. That's pretty good. Grizzly bear sounds way scarier than polar bear. When I think of polar bear, I think of one, the polar bear plunge, which is just when a bunch of people go diving into the water in the winter for no reason. It's Correct. stupid. I did it one year. It was horrible. But it also reminds you of the, the Coke commercials. Yep. That was my second one. The Coke commercials. Just a nice, cute little polar bear family drinking a Coke. I'm like, yeah, that's really nice. It's not 60 home runs nice, but it's really nice. 
if Coca-Cola was smart and they needed a new marketing campaign, I got it for you, but I don't oh, yeah, think that, that's a slam dunk. That's a slam dunk to right, have Pete exactly. Alonso be a Coke sponsor. Coca-Cola, exactly. let's be clear. Yeah, yeah, Coca <laughs> Coca-Cola sponsor. That's why I keep saying Coca-Cola because I want to make sure that, you know, we're on the same page here. Yeah, let's be clear. I mean, mm-hmm. Pete Alonso is bringing the vulgarity back to baseball according to Phil Mushnick, but we're not going to we're not going to go down that rabbit hole again cuz I got a good 10 minutes yelling out on it last week and I don't think anybody wants to hear that again. I don't even want to hear that again. <laughs> so let's not. Um, but yes, I understand where you're coming from. But yeah, you want to answer some questions? Yes, let's do it. Let's go back to the questions. Um, <laughs> answering for the I second time. At all. Wink. <laughs> no chance. Um, all right. We're starting off with our good buddy, Max. Max Greenfield. He's got a podcast, by the way. You should check that out. Um, <laughs> What is your favorite baseball movie of all time? And I'll pretend I don't already know. All right. So I split it up into categories because I'm lame and I can't just pick one, even though it is only asking for one. Um, When it comes to comedies, I have two. My go-tos are Bull Durham and Major League. Major League. I cried last time I watched Major League. Great movie. Because there was no baseball at the time. And, you know, bottom of the ninth inning against the Yankees. It was just phenomenal. Anyway. So those would be my two comedy movies. For a serious movie, uh, my all-time favorite baseball movie is For the Love of the Game with Kevin Costner. Also a great movie. Honestly, all baseball movies are great. Yeah, they have something special. But a lot of people ask me, they're like, why that and not like Field of Dreams or The Rookie or Love something? Love Field of Dreams. And it's like, I like all those movies, but for whatever reason, like I watched For the Love of the Game for the first time and it was just like, it was about life and baseball and like it just resonated with me even though i i never you know almost chopped my arm off i think that oh spoiler sorry um <laughs> no, no no hold on this is kevin costner's been making only baseball movies for his entire career and that came out in the 80s if you still haven't seen it it's your own problem this is I okay. mean, spoilers yeah. are allowed here yeah that's right no one yell at me for spoilers because guess what you should have seen it by now been out for like 30 years guys come on i gotta watch it again but the only way i can watch it is on dvd and i left it at home and every other way i could watch it is only you have to pay for it and honestly i don't want to pay to watch it every single time how often are you watching this movie (laughs) well i haven't watched it in a long time i want to watch it again because you don't you don't want to pay for it that's fair right right exactly so how about you what's your favorite baseball movie uh gonna shock you because this is the first time you're ever hearing this bull durham um unlike you i'm not gonna create a nice little narrative where i get to pick three baseball movies i'm gonna pick one baseball movie and it's bull durham and it's for one specific scene the mound meeting scene which is just it's just my favorite because that was always what like mound meetings were like when i was younger it was just the pitchers having a shitty day and everyone's just going to come around. The pitching coach is going to come out be like, hey, like, this is what you're doing. This is what you're doing. Like, try to do this instead. And the rest of us are just going to be, you know, dicking around. <laughs> that is a phenomenal scene. I, I can't tell you otherwise. Um, I, I know we talked a little bit about this last week, but, like, my favorite scene in the movie is when um, Kevin Costner is not Kevin. Why am I keep Kevin Costner's not in Bull Durham. Yes, he is. 
Oh my God. He is in every movie. Yeah, he's, he's the baseball movie guy. That's all he does. I can't name a single movie with Kevin Costner in it that doesn't involve baseball. It's impossible. Hidden figures. But he probably talks about baseball in it. I, I have no idea. I've never well, seen anyway, it. When, uh, when the, that young pitcher, uh, Crash, is thrown and uh, Kevin Costner's character is like, yo, it's a fastball. It's coming right down the middle. And the guy crushes out of the park, and he goes out to the out to the mound. Crush he's like, yo, it's like he knew exactly what was coming. He's like, he did. I told him. <laughs> Look I at that guy gets a free steak. He hit the bull. Ah, <laughs> oh, so good, so good. But yes, I agree with that. That is a solid film, and I only saw it for the first time like two years ago. Oof. It's disappointing. Well, right. when I was younger, my parents wouldn't let me watch that type of movie, so I, you know, had to wait, and then we forgot about it for years. And all of a sudden, my dad's like, oh, Bull Durham's on. Have you seen it? And I was That's like, fair. It's pretty aggressive at times. It, it can be, yes. <laughs> all, right, all right. Question number two. From another Max, back-to-back Maxes, are players like Mookie Betts more or less likely to stay with their new team following the shortened season? You know, I was thinking about my answer after I first answered it. And I I still don't know. Like, I'm having a hard time with this, a really hard time with this, because especially Mookie Betts specifically, like, I assume he's just going back to the Red Sox on on a deal. Like, I just assumed that all along. But yeah, that's how 2020 would treat us. Right, exactly. Like, he would play 60 games for the Dodgers. or And yeah, the Dodgers for- would beat the Yankees in the World Series, and then he'd go back to the Red Sox, and he'd go on, like, a huge hometown discount for literally no reason. Right. That's what 2020 is to me. Right. So I'm having a really hard time with this because originally I was like, yeah, it would definitely change, you know, how those, how those players are, you know, getting to know their team, hanging out with their teammates, stuff like that, really kind of getting into the vibe and the, you know, everything going on. But I still don't really know. I don't know how this all works. Yeah. It's obviously you don't know how it works because this has never happened before. Correct. But it's just, for, for a guy like Mookie Betts, it's different than for guys like James Paxton, DJ LeMahieu, and Masahiro Tanaka. For Mookie Betts, it's going to come down to, let me get my deal. Because mm-hmm. I, I burned my bridges in Boston because I wanted to get to free agency. They traded me out to Los Angeles. And now, whoever gets me to that $350 million mark over 10 years, I'm sold. Let's go. Um, whether that'll actually happen because uh, the owners are super poor now, quote unquote, uh, we'll see. So Mookie Betts, I think, just goes wherever he gets the best deal. But guys like James Paxton, maybe you say he's not, he probably could have gotten a five-year deal for $100 million before this catastrophic season-cutting global pandemic. Who knows if he gets that now? What if he goes out and he has two bad starts? That messes up his entire season. And he's right. Like, oh. I mean, it, we were discussing this too last week, especially like Paxton and Tanaka, you know, two guys that are hitting the free agency market and both have injury histories. They don't really have a full season to actually prove that they can last a full season. You know, it's shortened season and you have, you know, two, maybe three bad starts. I mean, your value is going down. Um, so really a lot of players that are going to be entering the free agency market are going to be struggling hard this off season. Yeah. And so does uh, James Paxton is my prime example, but does a guy like that say, all right, let's, we're going to 
take a risk here. We're going to do a one-year contract. I would assume he probably comes back to the Yankees on a one-year contract, sort of rebuild his value with a full season of work, and then say, okay, next offseason, let's go get that five-year deal. Because I don't know if the Yankees are going to be the team that offers him that five-year, $100 million contract. It's just, you know, Brian Cashman doesn't like to sign older pitchers. It's just not his thing. He's never really done that because he's gotten burned in the past by it. So is Paxton that guy who's going to go, say, to like Kansas City on a five-year, $100 million deal, and it makes no sense at the time, and maybe in the fifth year that he's there, Kansas City makes the playoffs, and he's like the crafty veteran just leading the pitching staff. Who knows? But uh, a guy like D.D. Gregorius, too. We love D.D. here. Big D.D. fans. Uh, took a huge risk and signed a one-year deal with Philly because I know he had other offers. He had multiple-year offers, but he says, I want to rebuild my value after coming back from Tommy John surgery and playing like shit for almost the exact length of this coronavirus-shortened season. So he says, I'm just going to take a one-year deal and rebuild my value, and now he's going to lose almost the entire season. So you take another one-year contract. Do you say, all right, let's get some security and maybe take less than what I'm worth for more years, I don't know. It's going to be a mess this winter. And I am fully confident that definitely me, possibly you, definitely I will be yelling on this podcast because of the way the owners and front offices are treating players who are free agents. Uh, It's just, I mean, two years ago, we were screaming about collusion between the front offices and the owners. And now we're just going to pretend like those just went away. They didn't. They need collusion now more than ever to get their money back that they lost, quote unquote. Yeah, one of those books opening up. Yeah, one of the books. Oh, that grievance is going to be fantastic. I cannot wait. Oh, I am going to rip into the owners when I find out how much money they're actually making. And if I find out that this year they make a profit, so help me, God, I will lose it. I don't blame you at all there because they made such a big deal about this season being a reason they're going to lose a ton of money. And that's why half of them didn't want to play. So listen, you, if you want to go off after that, you go off, sir, you go off. That when it good. happens, when it I happens. Support you. All right. I support you. New question. Uh, sure. This is from Jayton. How about them Mets? Hmm. Well, we did talk a little bit about the Mets potentially being a surprise team to make the playoffs. We did. We did. That's fair. Uh, Obviously, their rotation is something really special. Even after losing Zach Wheeler, you're talking about, you know, Noah Syndergaard, I think, is out this year, right? He's on the IL. But you still have Jacob deGrom, who we were talking about this yesterday, maybe wins three Cy Young awards in a row. Who knows? Good. I mean, he is the clear betting favorite. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's my thoughts on the Mets. They could be a playoff team, but they're still the Mets. Still, the Mets. they're always going to be the Mets until A-Rod buys them. And until A-Rod buys them, they will always just be the Mets, where no matter how close you think they are, they never quite reach the top of the mountain. The, they tried to do the, um, the under-promise over-deliver, but instead they – under-promised, under-delivered, and disappointed the entire borough of Queens. That's just, that's just being a Mets fan, though. Like, that's, you just grow up like that. You, just, you have to expect it. It's like, yeah, like, 
I love the Mets and maybe this year they have a chance, but deep down in the pit of your soul, you really know they don't. And they're going to run into a lot of good teams. The Phillies specifically have a fantastic offense of guys who earlier in the year, you say, what are we really getting out of these guys in July and August, the dog days when you're like, Oh, like everyone's kind of dealing with hamstrings and pulled groins. Not and anymore. Yeah. Not anymore. Now it's 60 games. These old guys are ready to go. Jay Bruce, former Met. Yeah. And you Didn't got the nationals, the nationals coming off a world series title. So, and it's not like they're going to have a world series hangover because they missed the first hundred games of that world series hangover already. Uh, the Braves are no joke. Yeah, the Braves are no joke. They're bring, they brought in Felix Hernandez to mentor their young pitchers. I mean, Felix Hernandez. I love that guy. That's a pretty good pick. Yeah, pretty good. That's like the CC Sabathia role. Like, yeah, he, he might not even pitch for them, but just having him around somebody who was that good for so long, like, that's going to make a guy like Mike Soroka very good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So, hey, Matt's going to Matt. It's just, it's just what they do, just like the Yankees like to win. You know, it's, I'm really sorry, but that's the truth. That's the tea, my friend. Yeah, and 10% of their season is going to be played against the Yankees. So that's not, that's not good for them. We know that's not good for them. That'll be fun, though. I'm, I'm looking forward to kind of a different format for the season. You know, obviously, uh, you get so used to seeing them play um, the, you know, the AL East, and you're going to see them play the AL East still. But honestly, I kind of like the idea of staying in, like, their time zone, their East Coast area. Um, I like it. I think it's definitely going to be weird. But seeing the Yankees play the Mets in the regular season, which would seem like more frequently because, you know, shorter season, I think it's going to be fun. I think it's going to be weird when we go on a road trip to Miami. I think that's going to be something like really, really freaky. So here's my question is when they go to Miami, obviously the attendance sucks. Maybe did they do that on purpose so that when the Yankees come, everyone would come see the Yankees and I'd be like, wow, look at this. We actually have attendance now. And then they use it as leverage. Well, it's not like Florida cares about keeping people out of their stadium because they don't believe in coronavirus. Right. Exactly. It's not a thing. I'm kidding. I know it's a thing. I know. (laughs) But it seems as though some people don't believe that it is an actual physical thing. Of course. Also, to retract to our last week conversation, um, half of the 2020 season will be August Gary, and one-sixth of the games that the Yankees play will be against the Orioles. So Gary and Glaber duking it out for the MVP, and I am all in for that. All right. Now i got to pull up Gary Sanchez's stats because I don't have my, my fancy notebook with me that I did last time. But Gary Sanchez in August is incredible. And even looking into September, October kind of era. So Gary Sanchez, um, for his career, he came up in the month of August. So that's kind of why, and he started that hot streak. Like just basically every third at bat, he's like, Homer, Homer, Homer. Like just, that's how it worked. So obviously his numbers, you'd think his numbers would be skewed, but he does that every year. So it's not like it was just that first year that he came up. Yeah, no, it's 2016, 2017, 2018, 2019. Like when Gary gets into his August days, 
he is a different animal. And this year, that's going to be half the season. Right, exactly. I think he's plus so, 5,000 to win the MVP too. It's a pretty good bet. It's <laughs> so, good bet. 156 games in August, September, and October in his career, he's hit 51 home runs. Oof. One every okay. three. Right, so 31 home runs he hit in the month of August for his career. That is ridiculous. So the months of August and September or into October are the two highest home run months for him. That's insane. And guess what? The month of July, how many career home runs he has? Four. Okay. So we are missing the tail end of slumpy Gary. Yeah, it's going to be like those, those first three days. First three games, Gary's going to be like 0 for 20. And then right. all of a sudden, everyone's going to be like, oh, Gary Sanchez sucks. That guy stinks. He's so lazy and fat. We should have Kyle Higashioka starting. And then he's just going to go off in August. There's an ice cream truck. <laughs> <laughs> there is. I hear it. Oh, okay. Anyway. Um, so, yeah, the month of August, Gary Sanchez is a – Freaking beast. Bats 316, but his OPS is the most impressive to me. He bats, or it's his OPS is over one. It's 1.094. Ooh, that's so good. Hmm. You're still looking for that ice cream truck? <laughs> just, I'm just looking. I'm just looking. I'm just checking it out. Just see if it's out there. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. Um, I haven't seen one in years. So, like, this is new to me. So, yeah. Okay. August Gary is phenomenal but it is very hard to kind of gauge what's going to happen during the season, especially with hitters, because obviously this is the very beginning of the season for them technically. So I don't know if it really matters what exactly they do in the month of um, August, if they start out the season poorly, but it helps that it's also warm. So it's like, uh, you know, what do you think about that? Um, I know that a couple other Yankees have had good August months, but the one I'm really interested in seeing um, play and kind of see what the stats are going to be like is our good friend, Aaron Judge. Of course, that actually leads us into our next question. Will we see Aaron Judge in 2020 from our good buddy, Mike Vivolo? For sure. Um, looking, honestly, I feel like this is, this is Aaron Judge's redeeming year because it's not a full year. It's 60 games. If he can't make it through 60 games, we have a problem. A big yeah. problem. Yeah. And everyone wants to say he's injury prone, but I feel like a lot of it has been like fluke injuries. It seems like it, you know, and honestly, it, it's very similar to, well, I guess it's not. Um, there have been fluke injuries, but at the same time, like a lot of them have been more structural injuries, the oblique, you know, things like that. Yeah. That one that... worries me. The oblique, him and Aaron Hicks, with the oblique is like, mm-hmm. That's my worst nightmare. Every time they swing hard, I'm like, oh, God, like he pulled something. He pulled something. That's bad. That's not good. So, like, looking at Aaron Judge for his career, in the month of August, um, he's played exactly the same number of games as Gary Sanchez, 71 in the month of August. He's a a 228 batter, 14 home runs, which, honestly, I'll take 14 home runs any day. Like, Totally fine with it. Um, Not that great, okay? But if you're looking at the beginning of the season when he first comes into play, April, March, May. He is a um, over 300 hitter. And in the months of April, March, April combined, 22 home runs. That's his highest total. Oh, JK. No, it's not. September and October, 25. So 
you got to think in terms of Aaron Judge having him come back. You're like, you look at the month of August and you're like, eh, it's not that impressive. But if you look at the start of the season when he's first getting warmed up, and guess what? Two months is 60 games. <laughs> That's pretty good. So, I mean, I honestly feel like this is going to be his redeeming year. Um, you can quote me on that, whatever you want to do. I feel like it will be for Aaron Judge. I feel like it's a shortened season. It's the perfect opportunity for him to play as hard as he wants and really not have feel like, you know, the, the entire team's on his back because he's not losing other players to injuries, you know, every other day or every other month. So I have a good feeling about this. I do too. And this is also a big year for Aaron Judge going forward because if he's going to get a long-term extension, this is the winter to do it. Right. This is because he's going to be in his second year of arbitration. Once he gets past that second year, it turns into a Mookie Betts situation where you're like, you're just, you're close enough that you can taste free agency and maybe you want to give up that second year. Maybe you don't, but if he, if we sign him to an extension now and he stays healthy, that's great. If we don't sign him to an extension and he stays healthy, we are going to have to pay so much to keep him here because let's not kid ourselves. This is a superstar. Whatever you think of Aaron judge and his strikeouts, like he is an analytics superstar defensively, offensively, Somebody is going to pay him that Mookie Betts level money. I would much rather sign him for, say, five years, like $160 million as an extension to buy out two of his arbitration years. Maybe he wants a shorter deal so he can still reach free agency by 30. Who knows? But this, if he stays healthy this year, I think that has to happen. And if he doesn't, then the Yankees are probably going to wonder whether or not this is a guy who can stay healthy when he gets into his mid 30s. I'm having a bad image in my mind and I don't want to tell you what team I think that he would go to, but I'm going to tell you. You want to know? Yeah, what is it? The Minnesota Twins. I don't hate that. I don't hate that. I that's that's my gut feel. If he does not, you know, if the Yankees don't decide to give him an extension or to sign him out of free agency, I feel like that's a thing that could happen. Yeah, the Twins are going all in on power hitters. Right. The Aaron exactly. Judge is premium, premium power hitter. It doesn't really get much better than Aaron Judge. This is true. This is true. But, yes, I believe Aaron Judge will be back this year, and I think it'll be a great year for him at 60 games to really prove himself. So. And I think he'll get the extension. He'll be a Yankee forever, and we'll never have to lose the Judge's chambers in right field. Even when he retires in 80 years, they'll just still be there. Yes, yes. Oh yeah, this year we got to think again of the um, the different section names because we used to have we used to have an article that we wrote every year that was like the players and the new players that joined and what their section would be called. So like we had the Bird's Nest for like Greg Bird. Oh boy! <laughs> Wait, you didn't know this? No, no, no. I remember that. I just <laughs> I forgot about Greg Bird. <laughs> yeah. So the Bird's Nest. We had like the Parrot Porch for like Edwin. You know. I do remember that. I loved the parrot. So, yeah, absolutely. It's uh, it's definitely going to be an interesting season. But, yes, Aaron Judge, back for sure. Let's go. Definitely back. All right, last question, and it's a weird one. You already know how weird it is because we answered it last week. Uh, Danny wants to know why I'm obsessed with trying to make him eat his shoe. All right, so I've been thinking about this all week, too. Um, but go ahead, you first, because this is technically your question. 
Okay. Um, here's what it is. Danny and I like to make bets on things. And when he is totally positive about something, like, for instance, the Knicks taking R.J. Barrett in the draft or the Jets taking a wide receiver on day two, he says, if I'm wrong, I will eat my shoe and post it. And I want him to eat his shoe so badly. I just think that would be funny. (laughs) All right. So once again, same questions as last week. What kind of shoe? How is it going to be prepared? Is it allowed to be fried? Do you have to cook it? Are you just going to eat it raw? Raw shoe? Like, I don't know. I don't know how this works. (laughs) The thing is, he only makes the bets when he's totally sure. So we haven't actually talked about the logistics of what he's going to do when he has to eat a shoe. If he wants to eat a flip-flop and cook it and season it, I'm totally okay with that. My only point, my only point is that he needs to record it and he needs to tweet it so that I can forever have this proof that Danny Small lost a shoe bet and he ate his shoe. Okay. So the other thing too is that it's got to be on a plate. Like it does use a fork. Oh, and full knife. meal, full meal. Or is he just kind of like just eat the shoe? Like no, how did full meal, glass of wine, napkin in the collar? Like I need the full experience. Like he's going out to a fancy dinner when he eats his Reebok. Um. Yes. Okay. Well, still mind-boggling. Because like, what if would it just be the shoe he has on at the time? Maybe that's a good way to do it. Totally okay with that. If he just wants to take a shoe off and rip up little bit, bits and pieces and eat them one at a time, totally okay with that. How do you digest that? that? You can't even digest that. You James, probably can't. Can it's, it's probably super dangerous. You can't do that. <laughs> that is not allowed. I didn't start the shoe bet, man. He started it. I'm going to have to have a talk with both of you. Like, <laughs> we're going to have to sit down and do another Zoom chat and just be like, listen. Real important stuff here. Like, I need to be the mediator in all this. I need to know why this is a thing. And I also need to know how it would be planned on being done. That's fair. I mean, I know how it originated. He took when a writer writes something and they say, if I'm wrong, I'll eat my column. And then sometimes they actually print out their column and then eat their column just for like... But that's paper. I know that's paper and that's totally fine. But for some reason, Danny says, I will take it one step further. I didn't, st- I didn't start the shoe bet. He came to me with the shoe bet. And I was like, that sounds awesome. I want you to eat your shoe. I hope you really don't die because you're, you're a nice guy and you're a great editor. But please, please let him eat his shoe. You guys are nuts. <laughs> so I don't understand this. I just, I just don't. But I also, it made me think of something. It made me think of some good news for our good news section. Would you like the good news? Yes, absolutely. Okay, awesome. Um, so one of, uh, one of my followers on Twitter, her name is Katie, um, and her name is just K-T, like the two letters with like a little exclamation point. Oh, I, I know who you're talking about. You know Katie, yeah, absolutely. So Katie, I followed Katie since like I first started on Twitter. So I'm, I'm You're OG followers. Yeah, we're OG followers, I guess. So she posted something the other day about um, on Facebook and assisted living out in assisted living, I believe in Arizona, where obviously things are just, you know, going crazy. Um, 
was basically posting pictures of their residents and said, will you be my pen pal? And then they had, you know, signs and stuff. And they were like, this is what I like, yada, yada. Well, this adorable gentleman named John was holding up a sign that says, I'm John looking for New York Yankees pen pals. I'm writing to him. In fact, I went through the entire post and I was like, I want to write to all of these people. Oh, I'm sorry. It's in North Carolina. Um, I want to write to all these people. This is phenomenal. But like, I would love for the New York Yankees to write to this guy or like, you know, do a Zoom video or something. That would just be incredible. But this adorable, adorable elderly man just wants some Yankees pen pals. I'm showing you a picture right now. You can't really, oh, you can see him. Look how cute he is. Uh, he seems like a nice guy. Right, exactly. So um, they gave the address to the community and stuff. And so Katie posted that and I was like, this is the cutest thing ever because I work with senior citizens and senior citizens and the Yankees just like combined is just the It's worlds colliding. It's worlds exactly. colliding and you were built for this. So if you haven't looked at that page, go take a look. Well, go take a look at Katie's account. I think I'm going to post it on my account too, but um, go right to this man. Like we have the manpower to make this guy so happy right now. And New York Yankees have the manpower to do it too. So I hope that they do it. Absolutely. I hope he's really looking forward to hearing about how much I hate the man on second rule and how much the owners are stupid assholes. <laughs> Um, another thing too, I wanted to share with you is something rather embarrassing, but I felt like I have to share it. If we oh, this to... is my favorite part of the podcast when we get embarrassing. All right. So I did a thing, um, last week. So I was on Instagram and I'm just going through the Instagram stories and stuff. I don't usually screenshot people's Instagram stories, but I, Oh did. no. Oh no. Tyler Wade out here. Just, Oh, Tyler Wade. Most handsome man in baseball. Just looking fine in his Lakers jersey, you know. R.I.P. Kobe. He looks so good. And I'm like, I have to screenshot this. So I did. I did it. I'm sorry. I, I don't normally do that, but I did it. That's, I mean, that's totally fine. But that's I'm... good news because he's feeling himself. You know, he's like, oh, I'm going to take a selfie on my front porch here. And he did. And he looks great. Listen, I have no objections to that. Tyler Off-season Tyler Wade is the most handsome man alive. When he gets to grow out his beard, too. Yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. I mean, all, I all about Tyler Wade. Thank you. Uh, you just agreed with all the women of Yankees Twitter. <laughs> all of them. <laughs> because I saw someone also screenshotted it, too, and I was like... Like, hold up. <laughs> I know. I know what, I know what that's about. So those are my two pieces of good news for the week on the Yankees front. But yes, I feel like we should all write letters to this gentleman who lives in a North Carolina nursing home because we need some kindness in the world. We need to spread some joy. And especially when the Yankees are involved, great. This could be great. I'm writing to him. So if anyone else wants to, let me know. I'll get you the information. Absolutely. We should do that as a, as a Yankees team for Elite Sports New York. But just <laughs> everyone just write a letter and we'll send them all together. And they're funny too. Like some of the people are like, oh, I like men and chocolate. And like, <laughs> write to me. Like, <laughs> like, oh, okay. <laughs> what are you supposed to say? <laughs> I, okay. So, I, like, I like chocolate too. It's delicious. <laughs> so yeah, it's, uh, it's pretty cool. But yes, that's uh, any other, we don't have any other questions, do we? Uh, nope. I think that wraps up the questions. Okay. Sweet, sweet. 
Unless yeah, I didn't check from, from last week. <laughs> Unless I missed any. I don't think I missed any. I if I missed your question, geez, just give just me a shout out and tell me I'm a dick and we'll do it next week. Yeah. Yeah, we'll do it eventually. Just doesn't. Maybe it's not now. Absolutely. Also, um, next week, big episode. You know why? Why? It is the Jabba, Jabba Chamberlain. Chamberlain episode. Number 62. Let's go. Yeah, his DMs are private, but I might just tweet at him right now and be like, hello. We don't want to talk about the midges, but we want Greeting to talk about you. <laughs> I want to talk about the midgets. I want to talk about how we share the same birthday. I want to talk about the midges. All right. I got I have to tell him that I grew up in the same environment and I have to tell him what he what he did I wrong, where he went wrong. Feel your pain. <laughs> Jobs. I feel it. That's what you're going to say to him. That's I understand. It's really annoying, but after years and years of growing up next to a baseball field right on the water, you just learn to accept them. They're a part of you. And they become your home field advantage. I remember that game like it was yesterday. I was devastated. Just devastated. I was sitting there. I was like, this is good, but I have a really weird feeling about this next inning. And then like, but it's Jabba, but he's following the rules. So he should be okay. Well, Midges don't know rules. No. They don't understand. Heartbreaking. I loved Jabba Chamberlain so much. He was like, that was maybe my all-time favorite Yankee, Jabba Chamberlain. I do. I did enjoy watching him pitch. He was phenomenal. And like the the energy and the excitement that he brought. And, you know, it was That was before it was allowed. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, exactly. He was kind of the pioneer of all that, almost. That was like back then, it's like Derek Jeter is, that's the class of the league because he just gives you the PR answer every time and he does everything very quietly he makes his plays he gets his hits and he just says oh you know good teamwork everybody you know we came out on top today whatever Jabba Chamberlain getting pumped up after coming off the mound on a strikeout like let's go I love Jabba you know what my goal is I know I said I would love to have Jabba Chamberlain on the podcast but I really have another major goal to have someone on the podcast Phil Hughes no but I do love Phil Hughes and I would definitely enjoy having him on the podcast, but this is kind of one that like nobody's had on their podcast really yet. John Ryan Murphy. Oh, that's a good one. Yankees legend. Yankees Mm -hmm. legend, John Ryan Murphy, part of so many historic moments for literally no reason. Yeah. But the other thing too, is when he, well, when he got traded, he was traded well, he was treated every. He kind of went everywhere. Yeah, he's a true journeyman. He was in the Twins farm system, and he was at AAA Rochester, which is where I grew up. And I was like, "Hell yeah, I'm going!" So I went to like so many games those two years, <laughs> just because I wanted to see John Ryan Murphy. And then someone was like, "You do realize that John Ryan Murphy probably lives in Rochester, right?" And I was like, oh my God. "I didn't even think about that. Like I could have run into him at a bar or something, and I didn't." Oh. Heartbreaking. Missed opportunity, but yeah, no, he's a, he's a, uh, he's one of my reaches. He would be one person I would love to have on. I, I second that. And I definitely wouldn't ask him why he was a part of so many famous moments for no reason. I'd (laughs) rephrase it. I'd be like, man, you are such like a, this legend in Yankees culture, part of so many of these great moments for no reason. Just fantastic. Just fantastic. I mean, honestly, you think he knows. Like, he's seen the thing about catching Mariano Rivera's final pitch when, like, everyone's leading him off the field, and he's, you know, waving and crying, and all of a sudden, John Ryan Murphy's like, 
Yeah, oh, I was right. like, oh shit. <laughs> I did that. I was a part of that. I'm in the background of this picture. Shit. <laughs> Still one of my favorite pictures ever. I'm going to have to find it after this and tweet it out. <laughs> All right. Fantastic. What else you got? I mean, honestly, I'm just counting down the days. I'm super excited, super nervous. Um, you know, you obviously don't want uh, anything to get worse in terms of the uh, the coronavirus and everything going on, but, and there's definitely a risk, but I think that I'm excited. I just, I can't wait for baseball to be back. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not willing to acknowledge the possibility that coronavirus might shut it all down again. Um until it actually happens, at which point, Florida, you're dead to me. Uh, Arizona, you're dead to me. Texas, you're dead to me. Just anywhere that's got rising cases right now, everywhere is dead to me. New York is one of the most densely packed cities in the entire world. We're doing great. We're going down every day. Stay out of New York and stay out of baseball, coronavirus. Yeah, you got it. You got it. No, it's, uh, you're right. You're right. Florida deserves a little bit of yelling at. Absolutely. I'm going to text my family that lives in Florida too. Like y'all better be wearing your masks. I can't, I can't take this. If you need your neighbors. Yankee masks, I can do as such. My mother makes them. I think they're Mets fans. Well, we, we don't do that. Yeah. We don't talk about that in our household. No, it's a, it's a huge disappointment for me that most of my family, uh, are Mets fans. It's just, my parents don't care about baseball. My brother doesn't care about baseball. Everyone else is a Mets fan, except I have one cousin who is a Yankees fan. That's it. Everyone else is a Mets fan. It's just the most disappointing thing in the world. I'm very sad to hear that. Not for them, not for me, for them, because they always lose and right. they always oh, yeah. win. Yeah, absolutely. I'm just sad that like you have no one that has good taste. No, it's fine. I could always just hop on a podcast with you once a week, talk Yankees baseball. Yeah, sure. We can do that. <laughs> Sounds like a great idea. Oh, who who would listen? Uh, no, I mean, I'm good. I'm good with topics. I'm good as well. All right, so we will see you all next week. Sounds good to me. And there will be baseball. Yes. Yankees, let me know about that live practice thing. Absolutely. I got a lot of talking to the Yankees to do. I'll, I'll make sure to, to cover that one, too. Big time. Thank you. Of course. No problem. See you. <laughs> Bye.